Friends, thank you for your support. I'm leaving game development for an indefinite time to collect my thoughts. The fact is that the game Summer 58 does not reach two hours of playing time by Steam standards. In this regard, a huge number of returns on the game, even with positive reviews. And I do not earn anything to create a new game. Come on, people. Just like I said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. What's up, everyone? Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers, episode 55. My name is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully, you're having a phenomenal day today, whatever day you're listening or perhaps watching this podcast over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sparky3. Make sure you give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. Let's keep it grow- going. Be a friend, tell a friend. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, so, we got a pretty good episode here today because uh, we had Gamescom this weekend, and, and it was actually pretty solid for the most part. Gamescom's been kind of on the lackluster side, you know, the past couple times Jeff's put this thing out, but this one actually wasn't too bad. We got some good info coming out of that. We got our rumor mill stuff. We got uh, a little situation with an indie game I want to talk about, um, as well as, you know, give a little spotlight for another game that came out that actually looks pretty cool if you're a Zelda fan. This may be a game for you. Join with me as always. I got Zach here in the studio. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling today? I'm doing good. Can't wait. I mean, as you said, Gamescom was good this year. Had a lot yeah. of interesting trailers and stuff come out. Yeah, it was a loaded show. It really was. And you know, man, Jeff's got connections. Like it, it's that yes, simple. Yes, he does. Like he's he he always manages to pull some stuff out of his back pocket. Man, he really does. Like he gets some good shit for his shows. Like to be honest, all of uh, Jeff's stuff this year has been far better than E3. Yes. E3 was such a bit of a wreck that people were very concerned for next year. But Jess pulled it back with Summer's Game Fest and now Gamescom. Yeah. And then, of course, we got uh, we got Game Awards later this year. And that's going to be, a, I, I can only imagine, an incredible show. You know, a couple of years ago, he got the Xbox Series X reveal there. Last year, he got Mass Effect reveal. He got more info on Dragon Age and stuff like that. I mean, dude, dude's got the hookup. And he had, yep. a, he had a lot of good stuff at Gamescom. Looking forward to talking about that. Uh, well, if you guys haven't checked out Lighthearted Gamers episode 50, you should definitely do that, where we talk about 50 incredible video games that you absolutely need to play. So definitely go give that a listen. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, you can go follow us at Twitter, at LHGamers podcast to stay up to date with anything and everything in the gaming world we try to always kind of tweet out the news retweet and stuff and i'm also starting to kind of put rumors over there as well as i'm finding them on the internet uh my other podcast anime plus is going strong make sure to give us a follow at twitter at anime podcast check us out on whatever platform you want or right here at youtube we do have anime plus episode 50 that is coming here in a few weeks and ironically enough we got it lined up perfectly where it's to celebrate our one year anniversary of anime plus so that's pretty dope uh anime plus episode 50 will be 50 incredible fights in anime, manga, webtoon. It's going to be quite the list. The list that we've avoided for a long time. But we're finally hitting it. It's going to be fun. Uh, a terrible football show. My football podcast will be launching on September 9th. So make sure to circle the calendar there uh, and get excited for that. Me and my boy Tyler, we're going to have a fun time over there. Uh, and lastly, if you want to support us for the Patreon, it's a great way to do so. But don't feel obligated. Just be a friend. Tell a friend. We can call it good there. But if you got a little extra cash you want to throw away, we would definitely appreciate it. But don't worry about it if not. Um, with that said, I suppose we can just kind of go ahead and jump into it now. Uh, I do have something here for the leadoff. Um, it is a Blizzard update. It is a Blizzard update. It's everyone's favorite subject. Oh, man. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it, it just uh, it, it never fails. It never fails. All right, so the first part. Uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure if you're an Overwatch fan, you saw this. It kind of swept all over social media there for a good day or so. 
Um, but, uh, you know, Jesse McCree, uh, the, the character in Overwatch, his name is going to be officially changed. The reason why is because that's actually named after a former Blizzard developer who is involved with these sexual assault, you know, like allegations and everything. Uh, so just to distance himself from that situation, uh, McCree's name will be changing. We don't know what yet. Uh, and that's also, I did see, that is why they have put off, I believe, um, like some sort of cinematic trailer for Overwatch 2 or something, or, or something along those lines, or for some event they have, is because they want to get the new name figured out first. Gotcha. So, that, so whatever event that was, I'm trying to, I don't remember what it exactly was. I'm drawing a blank. That has been pushed back temporarily while they, you know, figure out the new name. Uh, now, involving this um, this lawsuit that they're going under, there are reports coming from some news sources, and including, I saw one from a current Blizzard employee who obviously hates it. You know, they hate that they're there, but got to have a job, right? I mean, yep. plenty of us have worked for jobs that we don't like. So, I mean, it's not like they can just up and quit, but uh, they were talking about how apparently Activision Blizzard is uh, destroying documents that <laughs> involves the investigation. So this situation just continues to get worse every single week. And, uh, you know, when this whole thing popped out, one thing that we said and a lot of people said is Activision Blizzard is too big to fail. And, and, that, and that I still believe that is true right now. But it is possible that could change because this just keeps getting worse. Yeah, no, with the whole tampering of evidence, that makes things far worse. Um, so, yeah, more or less becomes a thing of uh, how little investigation will go on that and everything. And the other thing about this uh, that came out this week is also uh, the department of, I can't remember, the DEFH, I believe is what it is, abbreviated. Um, They also slightly changed the lawsuit itself because originally it was only inclusive to uh, Blizzard employees, like actually hired by in Blizzard. Right. But they added on uh, temporary employees and temps and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. I've gotten several accounts from temporary employees as well who worked for Blizzard at one point in time or another, or yeah. Blizzard Activision. Right. And I know also with this situation, Activision is, like, really taking a step back from their other properties as well because uh, for any Call of Duty fans out there, if you guys happen to check out, like, the Call of Duty Vanguard, like, reveal at Gamescom and stuff and campaign uh, trailer and stuff, uh, it doesn't actually have Activision on there. Uh, instead of saying Activision Presents, it says Call of Duty Presents. Uh, on the final thing where it has, like, normally the publishers down at the bottom, Activision is not listed. So they're, they're even distancing themselves from their own, like, largest property, uh, which is pretty interesting. Um, while this whole situation is being settled, I, I don't know how long it's going to be until the situation is done. Probably not for a while. It'll probably be a while yeah. with just how much time it spans and everything in the lawsuit. And they were already investigating for two years before this. Exactly. So this lawsuit will probably go on for some time. So we may not see a conclusion to it at least a year, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll continue to update you as stuff comes out for it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's obviously a crappy situation, um, but you know, it does need to be addressed. It does need to be brought out into light and just kind of keep people up to date on what's going on. Uh, all right, so jump over from there. Uh, we can hit our rumors for the week. The rumor mill wasn't really popping off this week, which is fine. You know, rumors come and go. You know, some weeks are a lot more banging than others. And, and as always, like I said, this is just rumors. I'm just simply reporting it to you guys. Make sure you, that you know what could potentially happen. All this could be bullshit. We'll see. Uh, so the first thing that's actually not bullshit is uh, Gearbox recently opened a new studio in uh, Montreal. Uh, but the rumor involving this is that uh, what Montreal Studio is going to be doing is they're going to be working along you know, with, with Borderlands games. All right, cool. But they do have a new 
IP in the works, and that IP is set to apparently be an FPS that involves vehicles and supports microtransactions. So that is a current rumor out there involving the new IP that is on the way from the Montreal Studios from Gearbox. Uh, the next thing we have in the rumor is Norman Reedus had an interview with IGN uh, Brazil, and he believes that a Death Stranding sequel is in the works, which is funny, and I could see that happening. Stranded packages. Yep, stranded packages. Yep. Uh, so this one was actually kind of interesting. Uh, it, it it has no actual source, and this is the, the out of everything on it. This is the finest example of this is the, a pure rumor because there is no source. Uh, but apparently there was a, um, a canceled Spyro game earlier this year. Uh, the only reason I'm kind of reporting that is just kind of for Spyro fans out there that were a big fan of the trilogy, whatever. Just maybe keep your expectations a little bit low because apparently there was a Spyro game that was, you know, canceled earlier this year. The context behind this is that it was someone who happened to bump into a game developer who had worked, you know, who works for, um, who does Spyro? I'm drawing a blank. I don't remember, to be honest. Well, the company, whatever. And uh, they, they had worked on the, the trilogy. And, um, you know, the person asked, is there going to be another one in the works? And they, and they didn't think anything of it. The d- developer did. And they are just like, oh, well, I wish. But, you know, there was one that was canceled earlier this year, so it doesn't look like it. So it's literally the finest take it with a grain of salt sort of thing. But it's just like, hey, I, it's just a fair warning that you may not see Spyro for quite some time. I mean, and I feel like that's sort of understandable because yeah. look at the Crash Bandicoot that had the trilogy and then they – pumped out that new game i mean it was well received but it was well received but not in terms of sales <laughs> yeah it didn't, it didn't blow up in the no. least so the team that was doing spiral probably went eh. <laughs> i believe spiral was just done by activision right no think about it yeah it's just activision yeah I think you're yeah right. it, yeah it is because i saw a report that i meant to add to the script last week my bad uh that uh activision is literally not working on anything right now except for call of duty like every studio that is under activision's umbrella Everyone is on Call of Duty Vanguard right now. Dang. Literally every studio. So that's just a little tidbit for you. If you're uh, a fan of any IPs that Activision has, don't expect anything anytime soon. <laughs> uh, next thing that we have here on the room mill is that uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits, that is set to come out next month. Uh, the file size was apparently leaked at 17 gigabytes. So just kind of expect that if you're, this is a game that you're looking forward to. And uh, EA apparently filed a trademark for Cliffhanger Games. Don't know anything about it. I just know it was filed. So there you go. That's, that's a little piece of news for you. All right, now we can actually jump over to the quick news that's uh, more confirmed and legit, and we got some good stuff going on. Skate 4 is apparently coming to PC, so that's cool. You don't have to use the old uh, PS3 emulator to play Skate anymore, so when Skate 4 comes out, you can actually play it on PC. Shout out to that. Uh, We do finally have the official release for Blastoise in Pokemon Unite that will be launching 9-1. Looking forward to playing Blastoise, using Rapid Spin and just spinning around all over the place, being an asshole because it looked fun. Uh, Going to be talking about that next week for sure. Uh, Bravely Default 2 is coming to Steam on 9-2 as well. So if you're a Bravely Default fan, you can go check that out. Or if you've wanted to check out Bravely Default, check it out on Steam here soon. We do have a release date for Farming Simulator 22 with, for November 22nd, 2021. I can only imagine that John's going to pick this one up because I know how much he just loves Farming Simulator. He can never stop talking about it after I all. I mean, I know my father's going to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, your father's going to pick it up for sure. Uh, like like John said last night, props to your dad for being able to play that. <laughs> uh, Pokemon TV. This was recently an app that was launched on the Switch. You can watch select seasons of the Pokemon anime. So that's actually pretty cool, to be honest. Uh, we did get a new Metroid Dread trailer that just came out, and it looked awesome. Like, I, I'm so pumped for this game. I'm so, so ready. Are you excited for this 2D game? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, man, people ha- hating on it just because it's a two D game. That's that's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb in my opinion. Because it, 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 it does look legit. It really does. This is gonna be a day one pickup for me, um, and I, I'm I'm excited to jump into this game. I mean, you can't win with fans, man. Because I mean, I know, especially Nintendo. I know. A slightly off topic thing is, I saw people freaking hating on the casting choice for the lady who does is Faye Valentine in the Cowboy Bebop uh, live action. They're hating on her for some dumb reason. Yeah, fans are they're, they're never going to truly be satisfied on anything, uh, especially Pokemon fans. Pokemon fans, Nintendo fans especially, they will never be satisfied on anything. And then They got angry of free content for Pokemon Snap. I know. Like, why? How does that happen, man? Like, I, I don't understand. That's that's dumb. That's dumb. But, no, Metroid Dread does look legit. I'm, I'm really pumped to pick up this game. Uh, now, one thing that was super cool to see that this popped out, I'm glad that we're kind of getting this sort of like little drops of content and it's just not all radio silent for the next year. But there was three short videos put up on Bethesda's uh, YouTube channel for Starfield where it's location insights about a couple, like three different locations in the game. And these are just arts, obviously, but like they looked absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So incredible. The art looked fantastic. Yes. Like the like the areas they showed off just looked awesome. Everything I'm see- I keep seeing out of Starfield is getting me so pumped up for a game that we knew nothing about. We still kind of don't. We've learned some more information at E3 with the Todd Howard interview and stuff. Uh, we are learning some more as we go. But for a game where it's like we're still very limited on how much that we know. I am so pumped for this game because everything that they keep dropping just looks great. And the I, like I said, the big thing is I'm really glad that we are getting some stuff dropped, you know, and then it's not just radio silent because, I mean, we're set for 11-11-23 for the release. So I'm just glad it's not complete radio silence, kind of like, uh, you know, like a Black Myth Wukong situation. Yeah. You know, no, it's 11-11-22, not 23. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad uh, that we're getting, you know, continued like small trickles of content coming out. That's super cool to me. You know what's bad? What's up? I, I didn't actually read it. I just saw the artworks for the cities they showed off. Right. In the underwater one, I saw it, and for whatever reason, my head I went, Misa, think you can't Oh, no, no, here. no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I just pictured the entire city full of Gungans. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not do that. All right. So the next thing that this this is a this is a a, a, a bummer of a situation this is one of those moments where you feel bad for the person because they got the shitty part of the internet yeah they did <laughs> they got the shitty part of the internet man all right so there's this indie game and, and to my understanding it's been out for a little while okay I, I don't think it's a recent release but it's recently kind of picked up some popularity picked up because I know it's on sale right now on Steam uh, of a game called summer of 58 okay it's a psychological horror game right now it's on sale for like Six bucks, something like that. Um, it look it looks pretty cool. I saw some gameplay for it. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like a phasmophobia. Mm-hmm. Is kind of the vibe that I get from it. Um, so here's here's the, here's the downside. Okay, this game is apparently really good. Okay, guys, glowing reviews. It's like a four point nine out of five. Like five point five out of five. Fives out of five. I mean, phenomenal reviews, right? Um, so it's like, oh, well, that sounds great. Where's the downside to this? Well, apparently the game can be beat in about 90 minutes. So what that means is it is within that two-hour play window for Steam refund policy. So what people have been doing is they have been beating the game, essentially, and just refunding their money because they didn't play two hours on it, 
even though they're leaving great reviews and says that it's a phenomenal game, they're just getting their money back. Uh, and what this has now done is the develop the indie developer for this game has now said that you know he thanks everyone for the support. Uh, he's very happy from you know with the support that he's getting from the game. He appreciates the reviews, but due to the sheer amount of refunds that he's received, he's gonna he's he's stepping away from game development now. You know, he's stepping away from game development indefinitely, he said, uh, to kind of gather his thoughts and kind of figure things out. You know, he's you know, he didn't basically make any money for this game now because of all the, the he said a large number of refunds came in for it. Um, and that's that sucks, man. That really sucks, you know, especially when it's a good game. It's actually apparently a really good game, but it's just like still – just because you can doesn't mean you got to get your money back, people. I mean, the real shitty thing here is the fact that people are, are taking the time to review it and give it positive and still get their money back. Yes. Like, that's really fucked up. It is. Like, if you're going to play it and you're going to enjoy it, you could at least help support the person so they can possibly make – more games like that. The fact of the matter is, you're just going, you're just walking up to somebody who's trying to sell something, taking a bite on it, saying, "Oh, that's good," and then pissing on the rest of the product. Yes, that that is that is exactly right. Uh, I'm actually pulling up his uh, his exact quote now, so I can read it off. Because like I read this, and I'm just like, that's depressing. <laughs> I didn't want that on my timeline today. All right, so here's what he says, friends. I'm really I'm really shocked by the support. Uh, Oh, wait, no, that, that's that's the second one. My bad, my bad. Let me scroll down a little bit further to the initial one. All right, here we go. Friends, thank you for your support. I'm leaving game development for an indefinite time to collect my thoughts. The fact is that the game Summer 58 does not reach two hours of playing time by Steam standards. In this regard, a huge number of returns on the game, even with positive reviews. And I do not earn anything to create a new game. Come on, people. Just like I said, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Like, that's like Zach. That's fucked up, dude. Just keep the game. Like, like if you enjoyed the games, you know, support the indie creator because that's what. And that's what in this exact situation, people need to remember is that like indie creators, like they don't have a lot of cash, man. This is like indie games are true passion projects yeah. and i'm not taking anything away from triple a big big you know first party games whatever because obviously you're going to have developers that put their heart and souls into games and there's other developers it's like i'm here for a paycheck let's go let's get this done whatever but when it comes to indie developers these are truly passion projects so i mean that's just a shitty situation uh, i definitely recommend to go look into summer of 58 it does look pretty cool i probably at this time i'm planning to pick it up myself uh to give it a shot because I mean, that, that, it's just, uh, like I said, that's a, that's a shitty situation. So definitely go check the game out on Steam. Like I said, it should be on sale right now for like 6 bucks or something like that. So it's a, it's a cheap pickup. And, uh, and if you're into horror games like a Phasmophobia, this game is probably going to be for you. All right, so next up, I do want to give a, a little shout-out here for a new game uh, announcement that just kind of came out this week. It's called Zell. Um, so this game ca caught my eye. I shared about it on Twitter at LH Gamers Podcast. You can stay up to date with all that good stuff there. And, uh, you know, the, over you know these past few years, we're seeing more and more games come out with the, with the marketing of Zelda-like game, right? And it, it's, or, you know, 
Pokemon-like game. We got one of those to talk about here in a little bit. Um, you know, we see those things come out all the time, okay? And this is another example uh, of one of those games where it's a Zelda-like game. All right, so what is Zell? Zell is a 3D action adventure set in a sci-fi fantasy setting. You play as Reed, who is shipwrecked on a strange world of Zell. Without any recollection of her former life, it is up to you to unveil her past and connection to this strange world of Zell. Ready your sword and shield as you explore the overworld of Zell and dive into imposing Zelda-like dungeons and full of unforeseen threats and challenging puzzles. Throughout your journey, you will make up new friends and foes, learn new moves, find new gadgets, as well as jump through time and space. As Reed uh, uh, dives deeper into the mysteries surrounding Zell, she discovers an endless cycle of peril. Will she be able to break free from it, or will it take her life? Actually sounds pretty dope, the general premise. It is a top-down game for the 3D action adventure. Uh, but the b- general premise sounds pretty dope. Some, so some other uh, aspects about it is that apparently it has like a vibrant overworld. Like I said, Zelda-like dungeons and puzzles, so that's all cool. Upgradable gear and weapons, gadgets. You can lock new combos and moves. It has a strong focus on storytelling, combat, and puzzling. The game will feature a memorable cast of characters with witty and charming dialogue, which that's always exciting for me as a massive Mass Effect fan. I love, some, I love a great cast. Uh, this game is going to be on the Switch in the eShop coming out in quarter two, 2022. But, uh, I mean, I thought it looked pretty cool. I watched the in- initial announcement trailer. I thought I thought the world looked really, you know, very beautiful. You know, I thought the art style was super neat. Uh, this is a game that, that's going to be on my radar. Um, Zach, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, not really. I looked at the trailer whenever you mentioned it. And, I mean, it looks good. It yeah. looks nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not probably going to pick it up. Not my really style of game. That's fair. That's fair. It's not. Yeah, the, 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 those type of games, like Zelda-like games, that's definitely not your domain. So that, that that's that's where I come into play on that. That those are my those are definitely my style of games, and uh, probably our friend Josh as well. Uh, I know Josh. I think picked up. I, I think he did end up picking up Baldo. I think he did get Baldo. That, oh, did he finally? I, I think so. That's a game that he's been pumped up for for like two years, and that's like another Zelda-like game. It's like a Studio Ghibli Zelda-like game. So if you haven't heard of Baldo until this exact second, go look into it. That's another game that you may enjoy. Is Baldo the one with the weird guy in the white outfit? Almost sort of looks like circusy. Uh, Maybe. Baldo was the one where you were asking me if owls were involved in any form because owl was in the title of the game. Because you, I think it was you were like, you play as an owl. I'm like, no. Oh, and, and I you're just, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're just like, are owls involved? I'm like, I assume they are. <laughs> that is a safe assumption. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, Zelda does look pretty neat. I just want to give a little shout out for it, a little spotlight here on the show to talk about it. Uh, something that you can definitely go look into. And like I said, that's another indie game to definitely support the indie developers, uh, which I will say, um, as I've said here on the podcast before, I'm not a big indie gamer. I do wish I was. That is one of, that is one of my new goals is I want to get more into indie, indie games. That is one of the big goals that I have for myself going forward is I want to try to get into more indie games and support indie developers. So hopefully I can stay true to that goal. We'll see. I think Zach has doubts, but we'll get there. I believe in this. <laughs> All right, so let's jump over to Gamescom. Let's let's talk about some Gamescom stuff, dude, because there's a lot of information at Gamescom to talk about. All right. Um, where do you want to start, Zach? Do you want to start with kind of like the bigger stuff or kind of run through like some of like the smaller stuff that kind of popped out? I mean, I hope Saints Row is decent. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we uh, so we did get the official reveal for the Saints Row reboot uh, that is coming out uh, February of next year. Um, 
I, you know, I'm not a big Saints Row fan personally, so I know you that you know you seen this uh, trailer for the reboot. I imagine got you pretty excited. I mean, it got me intrigued just because I started watching it because it was the very first trailer of uh, the first night, and right. The only thing I could think was uh, it started and it's showing off this whole stuff, and I was like, that looks very gang oriented. And it showed off the two characters, and I saw just a bit of purple. I was like, wait, is this Saints Row? <laughs> And then it went through his whole thing and finally went remake. I went, oh, so where we thought maybe a re a remaster of the first two games instead we're just getting a complete remake. Okay, I mean, I hope it's good. I really do because four was really fun and everything. But with a reboot, I'm gonna be curious where they're going. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume they're gonna go more towards the original roots of the game, similar to Saints Row's one and two. I hope it leans closer to the Saints Row 2 because that's when Saints Row sort of became its own little thing. Right. Not just considered a GTA <coughs> uh, clone. Mm-hmm. So it seems interesting at the moment. I'll be curious once more details come out and whatnot, seeing as it's a whole you're building your crew up versus already sort of being slightly established and just knocking off the other ones. Yeah. We also got the uh, official release date for a game that I know you said uh, was going to be on your radar after a like trailer that we got, I believe, at either Summer Game Fest or E3, but uh, Sifu. We got the official release date for that for uh, February 22nd of next year. Um, the stuff they showed off for that, are you, are you, is that still on your radar? Are you still pretty pumped for that game right now? It's still on my radar. I'm still very interested in it. I wish to know more about the story itself. Fair, I mean, fair. The actual combat mechanics and everything looks very fun, and hopefully it looks it feels fluid mm-hmm. with how it's been shown and everything. But my main my main aspect of it that I really will enjoy regardless is just the whole. It looks like it's going to be a roguelite, but not a traditional one because at least from the previous trailer we got during uh, Summer Games Fest, pretty much every time he goes down, he ages and then goes back. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, a couple of things that we did get that was pretty cool is that we uh, finally got the reveal for this Marvel XCOM game that we have talked about for a couple months now, I think, since probably June, actually, yeah, because it was leading into E3s when we first got that leak um, that Jason Schreier basically confirmed to be true. So we finally got the reveal for that called Marvel's Midnight Suns. That is coming out March of next year. This, is, of course, is made by the developers for XCOM and Civilization. Um, Zach, what was your thoughts on this? Like everything that they showed off for it? Cause I thought it looked super cool. I mean, it looked pretty. I don't know what to expect from the game, but it looked pretty that, okay. That, yeah, that, that's what I mean by it looks super cool is that it definitely looked really pretty. And, uh, you know, I, it seems like how they're kind of building it up is that your focus is going to be on like this created character that they have. That's where your focus is going to be as the player. Yeah. And one of the later interviews they had more or less, this is a character they've created specifically for this storyline yep. and to interact. And it's, from what I'm getting, it's going to have more hard uh, narrative RPG pieces because it does sort of have a focus of uh, stories and backgrounds of interactions with the other characters who I guess will be in whatever house you're all together in. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, everything that they did show off, I thought it looked really cool. Uh, this is something that I definitely want to see more on coming up in the future, especially since I'm just a, I'm a big Marvel fanboy as it is, uh, minus Marvel Avengers, I guess. But hey, maybe it's finally time to jump into that. Apparently, like we've talked about, War for Wakanda is actually good. Yeah, we can only hope because War for Wakanda is getting Avengers back up, but people are going to be slightly worried about this Midnight Suns after Avengers release. 
So don't get on the hype train too quick, everybody. Yeah, true, true. And also a little tidbit on Marvel's Avenger I just came across, I think, the other day. Apparently, they're still trying to push Spider-Man out for this year. Damn. Finally come for the PS version. So I thought that was dead. I'm going to be brutally honest. I thought Spider-Man coming to the game, I thought that was that was out the window. Uh, one reason I thought that was out the window is because I believe in the remaster for uh, Spider-Man, uh, you know, Marvel Spider-Man, whatever. Yeah. They, ch- I think they changed the dialogue whenever you go to the Avengers Tower for the first time. So instead of him saying, like, on the PS4, where he's just like, oh, Avengers Tower, that's so cool. Too bad they're never here to use it. I think they're over on, like, the West Coast or something, hinting at this game. Yeah. I think in the, the PS5 remastered version, whatever, he's just is like, oh, Avengers Tower, that's so cool. And that's it. So after the, after I saw that come out, I thought the Spider-Man to Avengers was I thought that train was, was dead. yeah I thought that was dead I thought especially with how bad the Avengers tanked but no apparently it's still set to come out this year but no you're right when it comes to Midnight Suns let's let's take it back a little bit let's just kind of wait and see how it goes um, I, I mean I, when it comes to uh, Marvel's Avengers man I mean I think it just ultimately came down to, to Square. You know, and, yeah. and and the vision they had for that game just flopped horribly. And I know Square's doing Guardians of the Galaxy, but with Guardians of the Galaxy, they are hard set on a story-driven narrative game, which gives me hope for Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's a day one pickup for me. I mean, it sounds good, but I'm still worried about the combat from the last trailer we got. Now, that, that is true. I mean, even if it's got a good story, if I'm sort of just chilling there going, go here, go there. I was like, and they're the ones doing all the damage. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was more like, why am I just not doing top down? Why am I over his shoulder? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, and I'm with you on that. There, there is concern in that in that capacity because it's like John had talked about when watching the damage. You as Peter did almost nothing, but everyone else did all the damage. So you're right. It could be a situation where you're just, you know, the best way to complete each mission is to tell everyone to do their things consistently because you're not going to be able to do a whole lot. Uh, but I mean, when it comes to Midnight Suns, definitely just kind of. Be a little iffy on it, but it does look really cool. I mean, this is a very established developer, okay? You know, XCOM, XCOM's done their thing. Civilization's done its thing. So it, it's it's still a we'll see, but, I mean, it's something to have, you know, a little bit more faith into, just a little bit, if anything. Uh, we did get a 15-minute preview for Elden Ring. Neither of us happened to actually watch that because neither of us are, like, super into Elden Ring. Uh, maybe at some point we can get Jimmy back on the show and have Jimmy talk about that because I know Jimmy is a huge fan of anything Souls-like, uh, even though it want, even though it wants, uh, you know, that makes him want to, like, smash his head into a brick wall. You know, it's he. that's Jimmy for you. Yeah. You know, he smashes his head in a brick wall with all sorts of things. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we did get the official confirmation on Horizon Forbidden West. We've known about this for, what, month now, I think? Yeah. Yeah, a month now, thanks to, like, Jason Schreier and, and uh, Bloomberg and stuff. But uh, we did get the official confirmation for Horizon Forbidden West is being delayed um, to February 18th, 2022 is the release. Um. I will say I am kind of shocked that Sony, you know, put it here at Gamescom. It goes back to our initial start of the show here that Jeff has those connections, you know, because I I really figured Horizon would probably be on like a PlayStation Direct or something, you know? I mean, I don't know, because what, wasn't it Summer Games Fest that they showed off Horizon? No, no. was that? That was a state of play. Was a state of play. that That was a state of play strictly for Horizon. Yeah, I think that was like early June is what that was, if I remember right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I was kind of surprised to see that guy at Summer Games Fest, but we did get the official confirmation on that, which, like I said, we've, we've known that. We've expected that. Um, 
And we also got the news for Horizon Zero Dawn getting its uh, 60 FPS patch for PS5. Uh, I have heard from everyone that is awesome. That is something that I'm probably going to hop onto with a new game plus and see how it goes. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, we also officially got the release date for Halo Infinite, and it is set for this year. So how do you feel about Cortana 2? It is what it is, man. <laughs> uh, look, I, I guess I'm not. I guess my it, it is what it is is just simply because because of four, because of five, I'm not super like focused on the campaign. Like I know we went on this big rant last week, but me going on that rant about it is from just the standpoint of a gamer that I want you know that I want the game to be at its best. Yeah. Um, but I mean, because the last two, I'm not like super like focused like hardcore like on the campaign. I'm really want to do the multiplayer. Um, but when it comes to Cortana 2, I don't have a lot of opinions. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. I'm, cause I'm going to play the campaign hundred percent. I'm going, I'm going to play it. I've played the last two, you know, I'm just going to keep like Jimmy beating my head into a brick wall. Potentially we'll see. Um, but I mean, I, I don't have a lot of opinions on it, but, uh, you know, with it come, we do have the release date for December, December 8th on a Wednesday of this year. Um, you know, w- which was kind of in the window that I was thinking is either going to be like late October late November or December. Uh, now, I will say with it coming out here, it does eliminate it for from the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, the Game Awards will probably be on the 9th if I had to take a ballpark guess. No confirmation there, but that's that's a ballpark guess. So it isn't up in contention for Game uh, game of the Year next year, though, which is going to be wild. Next year is going to be so insane for gaming. Um, we also got the reveal for the limited edition Halo Infinite Xbox Series X, and they're already running for like $1,200 on eBay. Shout out to that. And selling for $1,200. Shout out to that. Um, that is, uh, now one little clarification, cause I've seen actually a few people like, yeah, like very confused by this. It is $50 more. It, it just comes with halo. That's, that's, that's why, you know, everyone, I guess was very confused on that. I don't know why I saw the five fifty price and I'm just like, okay, it comes with halo. I went and read it. I'm like, yep, there it is. It comes with the digital version of halo. I don't, I don't see what's hard to get about that, Are but not surprising. Yeah. Everyone was super confused. Like why are the $50 more? I'm like, it literally comes with the game. I mean, it's a Halo console. <laughs> of course, it comes with the game. You know, it kind of makes sense. Uh, it looks cool. I feel like it is a little lackluster. I do, but I will say the the uh, I really like the stars on the top of the console with the great whatever. That was a very nice touch. How do you feel about the controller? Oh, the controller. That was awesome. I want that controller so bad, dude. Because that's a throwback to the Xbox uh, 360 uh halo 3 controller and xbox that's a throwback to it yeah dude i want that controller i already i, I will say i already have an elite uh series 2 uh, i already have one uh i love it it's an awesome controller i want this halo one especially okay story time okay story time this this, this is personal for me all right this is this is a big deal for me i want this controller because I never got to really experience mine i never got to experience my halo 3 uh, my Halo 3 Xbox because here's what happened. I got my Halo 3 Xbox. My, my, my grandmother bought it for me. Shout out to you, Graham. Uh, it was my first 360, mind you. Like, this is my starting 360. I get this thing home. I'm pumped. I'm like, let's go, Halo 3. This is going to be a good time. Let's fucking go. Plug this thing up. I'm ready to go. Red Ring. Uh, damn. Red Ring. We had to return it. I got the black one. Never, I never, I never got to, you know, enjoy the Halo 3 360, man. Literally, immediately turning it on, red ring. And I'm like, no, no. We'll never get a console release where there's not a bunch of shit wrong with them and just kills consoles. Man, 
rest in peace to my Halo, Halo 3 limited edition Xbox 360. The whole, like, hour or two that I had you. <laughs> See, I never have stories like that. Because my stories are always the opposite. I'll get freaking limited edition consoles when I don't want that shit. I'll be literally looking for the basic shit. And they're just like, well, all we got is this limited edition. I was like, fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, I'll take it. Man. That's how I got the God of War PS3. You have a God of War PS3? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, no. My PS3 died and I went to go get a new one. And they at a GameStop, they went and checked the bag. Just like, well, I'll, we got this one. They didn't even say what it was. I was like, okay, cool. I took it. John was actually with me, if I remember correctly. Oh, I bet John and was pissed. <laughs> got back, unpacked it. I was like, why the hell is it red? <laughs> and then John's just like, you son of a bitch. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, so this Elite Controller, this is personal for me. I feel like I need to get this. This is coming full circle for me. So, I mean, no, that, but it did look really cool, though. I, I really liked the nod to the Halo 3 controller. I thought that was super cool. Uh, some other things that went down at Gamescom is uh, we had the Call of Duty Vanguard campaign reveal, like I've already mentioned earlier. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed that tr- did whole you? thing. I mean, I'm going to be mindful because Call of Duty campaigns aren't always the greatest. They Fair. can be. They can be, yeah. But I'll be curious about it because, I mean, everything it showed for the whole Russians portion of it i'm very intrigued because it didn't really show off a lot i feel like but from the sort of narrative perspective i haven't become intrigued now isn't it like like obviously it's like a world war ii thing because i didn't watch this because yeah. i'm so out of call of duty i've been out of call of duty since basically model warfare 3 uh, but isn't it like a hitler 2 basically because it's like an alternate time is it <laughs> what is, is, is that is that what we're doing here like what like what because i've read something about that where like the plot is like involving like a hitler 2 like it's like an alternate timeline or something um i don't know about that the only thing i really <laughs> know about it is it's gonna be like focusing on different people's perspectives across the different uh, fronts from World War Two and sort of the beginnings of sort of special forces or spec ops groups. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what I read. I read something about I that. I don't know what you read either. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know. I read something about that. Uh, I, we, we did have a final preview of Deathloop. That is set here to come out in like what, like a week or two, right? Yes. And that's something you're picking up, aren't you? If I'm not busy with anything else, yes. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. The, the, the other thing you might be busy with is going to be Tales of Arise? No. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, because what, Deathloop comes out, then I think in like a couple of weeks, Back for Blood? Oh, that's right, that's right, Back for Blood's very, very soon. Uh, we also got Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga gameplay trailer that is said to come out in spring of next year. I didn't know how to feel about that. Really? Yeah. I loved the original uh, Lego Star Wars games. Me and my mom played the shit out of those together. Those were good times, man. I don't know if I'll pick this up, but they were good times, at least then. Uh, We got some more info on Death Stranding Director's Cut, which I also want to point out was the closeout for opening Night Live. Uh, Yeah, which was odd. Yeah, it it was. I mean, because you have like Halo Infinite release in your back pocket and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, with the custom console and all that it's like why close it death stranding honestly i think it's just because kojima and jeff are are good friends and it was kojima's birthday so <laughs> death stranding gets the close out dude death stranding director's cut yeah, 
this is a different fucking game. Flat it's out, a different game. yeah, this is flat out a different game. Which which is funny because you know Kojima has m- mentioned before he doesn't like the title director's cut because it makes it seem like this was all cut content. But he's then says like, no, this is all stuff that I just made up for the game that I want. That I just decided I wanted in there. Kojima, you're a weird dude, man. But whatever. Um, but no, this is literally a whole different fucking game. But hey, at least if you watch this, you fully understand how a catapult works. Apparently. They went in like full, a uh, very lengthy detail explaining how the the package catapult works. <laughs> yes, they took they took time to explain this in in the game in the all the info that was dropped. Okay, a package catapult that is launch a shit in the air. You get a jetpack. Shout out to a jetpack, I guess. I mean, hearing all this makes it sound like Death Stranding actually sounds a lot more better than just being a postal man, right? Net, I, like I said uh, when the director's cut was revealed. This is now finally making me want to play this game, but, you know, because it's like, okay, this actually looks a little bit more interesting. We actually have some, looks like some okay combat. Now we have a jetpack. Now I have a fucking catapult. I know how to use that catapult now. Thanks, Gamescom. Um, so, I mean, but this is a totally different game than what it was. And it just, it, I, I just kind of question, it's like, is it just because the game didn't do as well as Kojima hopes? He's just like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll edit the game. I guess I'll I guess I'll cater to what everyone wants. I mean, probably because I think Kojima went too weird with Death Stranding. Yeah, and people didn't know what they were getting. They just knew Kojima's name was on it, so they got it. Yeah, yeah. And then they got the weirdest postal game service ever. Well, see, it's funny because whenever like Death Stranding came out, Kojima was like hard defending it, which obviously it's your game, right? Yeah. But he was hard defending it, basically saying like, if you don't understand how good this game is you don't have a good taste for games or something like that is basically what he said a few yeah, years ago I remember ago. that yeah, yeah yeah so i don't know I, just, I i do think it's very humorous to see this director's cut and just how different it is because it is very very different uh and i may end up checking it out for for uh, for probably a sell price though this is a sell price game we'll see where, we'll see where we're at on black friday we'll see if this goes on sale i may may may, may pick it up uh, we did get the announcement for Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to the Xbox Series X and S and the Xbox One this holiday. Uh, April O'Neil is going to be playable in TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Had a good little uh, good little segment there for TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Uh, we also got April's also going to be in uh, Nick All Stars as well as Cat Dog, which we already knew Cat Dog, so you can see a silhouette. But I, I, I do want to point out when it comes to April coming into uh, Nick All Stars. A lot of people are making jokes that it's like, okay, I guess TMNT is the fire emblem of Nick, of Nick All-Stars. Yes. Yes. I did think that was a funny comment. I still want to play Nick all because it looks like, a, like I've said before, it looks like a dumb fun time. I mean, I'm just curious what happened, why April O'Neil's suddenly being thrown in stuff again. Right? It's really random. I was about to say, did the gaming industry run out of redheads again? I guess, man. Well, I mean, I mean well, we got Aloy, but yeah, I guess I just wanted more. I don't know. Um... Now, I did also see when it came to uh, Team and T Shredder's Revenge that Casey may be playable. That you know, that's obviously was not shown, but I did see some stuff that. It I mean, it ca- would only make sense to add in Casey or even Splinter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll probably pick that up. I enjoy the old Team and T games. I do, I do too. Like uh, Turtles in Time. Yeah, Turtles in Time was great. Good times, man. Good times. Shredder uh, was a bastard, but <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, we do have the news as well for New World Open Beta that's going to be the ninth to the twelfth here in September, and that with a September twenty eighth release. I, dude, I'm seeing a lot of hype on New World right now. Like, I'm seeing a lot of people that are like mega pumped for this game at the moment. I mean, that's good. Maybe Amazon Games will actually survive. 
That's true. That's true. I feel like New World right now is is the only thing that that's holding them back from getting axed. It's like if New World does well, you're in good shape. But if New World tanks, just like Crucible did, you're gone. Because you know that Amazon just just uh, they did just get their new CEO earlier this year. So uh, there was a DLC pack announced for Ghost Runner, which is cool because I know Ghost Runner also has its sequel. I think already announced as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some gameplay for Solstice. Uh, a blasphemous sequel is confirmed for 2023, and then lastly, uh, Dokev reveal. Dokev is I already kind of teased it a little bit earlier. Uh, it's like this Pokemon esque. It references like a monster training monster catching game um i'm gonna stop you there from my understanding from because there was a later uh in-depth thing of commentary with it mm-hmm. from the actual developers pearl abyss and from what they said they were wanting more of a just like a game you can play with a whole family so right. you play as a kid who goes and c- collects uh dokevs which are korean folklore creatures and they said it's not really pokemon-esque it's more ghostbusters-esque which i thought which yeah you mentioned that to me and josh last night and i thought that was a very interesting thing which it's funny because if you actually go back and watch that trailer because i after hearing that i really looked at the trailer on one of the scenes it's when it's actually showing the kid capturing a dokev you can see a little trap underneath sort of sucking it in oh that's great that's great (laughs) and i was just like my God, it is Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. No, this game actually looked. It actually looked pretty cool. It, it had like you know you mentioned us last night, man. Like the the art was phenomenal. Oh, graphically, it's absolutely stunning. Like yeah, nothing else that I can think of out there can match it. Yeah, yeah. Just with the sort of mix between the realistic and obviously gaming, and just I don't know what to expect because it's, right. it was sort of just. Hey, I'm running around being a kid. Oh, this thing appeared. Here's my friends. Yes. <laughs> I was like, where'd they come from? <laughs> it also had a, it also had some good music to it. Good good soundtrack, man, and the, you know, graphical looked incredible. Uh, this is definitely something that's on my radar right now. Like, the, it, it does look really cool. Did uh, did we get like a release window? No, at this time, no, there was no release window. Okay. Okay. Um, but no, Dokev, man, it does look really cool. Like you said, graphically stunning. Uh, I mean, and as a whole, Gamescom was honestly, honestly great. I mean, it, it was. It, it, opening Night Live was a hell of a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Almost oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Because Gamescom has, you know, kind of always been on like the the more disappointing side. You know, it's like eh, it's kind of like luster. It's like it's like a random time of the year. You know, like right, right there in August, whatever. I mean, we just had E3. I mean, it's like cool. We're getting some more announcements, but it's like you're kind of showing the same stuff that we already knew was kind of coming this year. But it is cool to get extra looks and everything. Um, Halo Infinite getting its release of twelve eight. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing the multiplayer. Uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm still scared for the campaign. Um, you know, because I mean, with what we've seen out of like uh, co-op campaign and the Forge being delayed, obviously three to six months post release. Um, but uh, you know, the, either way, it is. It does look pretty cool. I do want to push shout out that I have been. This this is pure irony for me. I, I've been on the hunt for an Xbox Series X for a little while. You know, just like eh, if it falls in my lap, cool. You know, but I, you know, everything I've hit, it's been sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. I actually had the opportunity to pick up that limited edition, but I couldn't because some other things have popped up financially. And I'm just staring at the checkout screen. It's in my cart and everything. Because I was I was just wanting to see if it, if it would let me. And I'm like. 
this is this is fate laughing at me right now. <laughs> it really is. Um, but I mean, overall, very impressed with everything. Um, I'm glad we finally got the confirmation on the Horizon stuff. I'm I'm very glad we finally got to see what this Marvel XCOM game was. Uh, overall, good ga- good Gamescom, man. Good Gamescom, and now our focus is turning towards the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that is obviously set to be in December. Uh, like I said, probably December 9th, if I had to take a guess. Uh, I will also. Uh, throw this out there we are you know here at lighthearted gamers planning a pretty cool event for the game awards uh, to stream it we're gonna have you know multiple people on the show it's gonna be a fun time um so look definitely look forward to that and man i'm pumped for the game awards now because when it comes to th- jeff's three shows game awards is it, there it's never a question his game awards show is gonna be awesome yeah game award is usually always very solid because i mean there's still some games we got announcements for in the past one that has sort of been radio silence since. Right, yeah. I, I'm curious, because he got it last year, if we'll get any sort of update on like Mass Effect or Dragon Age, uh, this upcoming Game Awards. Because he got the Dragon Age 4 reveal in 2019. Yep. Dragon Age 4 update in 2020, as well as the Mass Effect reveal in 2020. So I'm curious if we're going to finally get an update. I would, I would probably bank on an update on Dragon Age 4. Would, yeah. would, would you say so? I would say so because he Mass al- Effect probably not because he got Dragon Age. He also got Fable. Yeah, he did. He got Perfect Dark. Right, right. Like there was a lot in game game awards this past year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really excited for that, man. Especially with whatever um, you know, other announcements that's going to sneak up on us. You know, because there's always there's always some as well as updates on what we have kind of going on. I'm very, very, very excited to see what is going to be all the nominees right now. For game awards, yeah, for the like the game of the year at this point, Zach, what would you say would be like your in your opinion with what's out there? You didn't you you haven't had to play it? What would you say is probably like some of the front runners for game of the year at this time? Oh heck, I can't remember. I'm still I'm blanking on what even actually came out this year. <laughs> I know Ratchet and Clank is going to be one. I've seen a lot of chatter actually that Psychonauts two that just came out should ha- should be in consideration. I was about to say a lot of people are very happy with Psychonauts two after the almost two decade wait for it, but people are very happy with it, with it which is nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious um, of how well Kena is going to be received next month. Uh, and here here's one that I'm going to really hope for. And everything right now is pointing towards that it's possible. Let's get Metroid Dread on there for Game of the Year nominee. That would be pretty hype. Uh, I did. I would put big money on uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart being on there. I, I'm curious if we're going to see uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut on there because normally those re-releases don't get on there for no. obvious reasons. But as we were talking about, this is a totally different game, basically. So I'm very curious to see if it's going to potentially get on there. Yeah, it'd be curious. Um it might. You never know, because I don't really remember it being on a whole lot last year. I think it was on, like, one or two categories. Yeah. Well, did, did it come out last year or did it come out in 19? You're right. It was 19. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was 19. Yeah, because I remember it being on 19, because up front and honest, 19 was kind of a lackluster year for games, in my opinion, at least. Uh, I know I know. in terms of the Game Awards, it was kind of just lackluster in general as well. But if De- Death Stranding gets onto the Game Awards, like Game of the Year nominee, that's going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting. I definitely, like I said, would def- put uh, Ratchet & Clank on there. I would love to see Metroid Dread on there. That'd be super cool. Um, 
kind of curious to see if Keen is going to be super received well, you know, as kind of like a smaller developer, you know, mm-hmm. indie game sort of thing. Because I know last year's big small developer indie game that took the world by storm was Hades, which I know Hades just now got its physical release. Yep. Uh, Hades is now on Game Pass and everything. Uh, I've, I've, I've got to sit down and, and check this game out. I, I, it's 1,000% something I, I'm wanting to pick up for my PS5 sometime soon and play. Because it, it looks it looks awesome. Have you have you jumped into it? I haven't played it, but I have looked at it, and it looks... It's a very solid roguelike. It looks very enjoyable. It, if it tells you anything about what how good Hades is, my friend Tyler, who is going to be my co-host at Terrible Football Show, this man plays pretty much nothing but sports games ever. Even he jumped into Hades and said, yeah, Hades is actually really good. When he told me that, I'm just like, but it's not a sports game. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, you actually took the time to sit down and play something that wasn't a sports game? I'm impressed. He's like, well, dude, I also want to play Ghost of Shima. I'm like, yeah, well, when's that going to happen, dude? <laughs> uh, he did just pick up Cyberpunk, though, because Cyberpunk was on that uh, $10 sale at Best Buy. Oh, yeah, Buy. it was, wasn't it? Yeah, with the steel box. Uh, I, he, he sent me the uh, the steel box. It, I didn't really care for it, honestly. It was, it was kind of like a quick one-off character that appears in like the first half of the game. I can't remember his name, uh, but I, it was like you know, it was the dude where you went to go do the package pickup, and he has oh, yeah, he's got like the weird eyes, whatever. Yeah, yeah he that's the steelbook cover. So I'm just like, Ew. oh, that's kind of lackluster, right? Uh, now, Halo Infinite does have its steelbook. Uh, you can actually uh, purchase that steelbook edition at like Target and Best Buy and stuff right now. So that, that's one that I'm probably going to pick up. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not anything over. The one thing I'm going to pick it up because I love steelbooks, but I will say I'm disappointed that it's not anything fancy. It's literally just the same fucking cover, but it's a steel box. Like, come on, man. Can, can, we, can we do something else, you know? No. I mean, it is the same price, so I guess that's why. They didn't want to go over the top with it, but. Um, but I think we'll wrap up this episode here. Um, overall, the Gamescom stuff was pretty cool. Uh, Zell, like I said, that is definitely a game that I have on my radar, and you should definitely look into as well. And 100%, please look into Summer of 58. Like, if, if, you're a, if you're a fan of horror games and stuff, check out Summer of 58. Maybe see if it's up your alley and give it a pickup, kind of support the creator, because the creator really, really got shafted yes. in this situation. So I definitely encourage everyone to go look at Summer of 58, because it does actually look pretty cool. I, I did see a couple moments where it's just like, okay, Okay, right there, I would shit my pants probably. All right, that's good to know. Um, but, Zach, you got any uh, closing thoughts here before we wrap it up? No, not any particular closing thoughts about Gamescom or anything. It was a great show. Uh, sure, other than sure, that, sure. just the main thing of uh, like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If you like what's going on, you can hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And if you really like what's going on, you can then hit the notification bell, and it'll let you know whenever we post up any kind of video, podcast, clip, whatever we happen to schedule for that day. Thanks. That is true. And I will say, slowly but surely, we are getting, in my opinion, closer and closer to the motto of Sparky 3, of Spark Entertainment Excitement every day. We're getting closer and closer. Don't shit the bed. What? <laughs> Don't shit the bed. I mean, that's true. That's true. That's true. Don't shit the bed. Uh, but no, we're getting closer and closer to where we're going to have content posted every single day on the YouTube channel. Like right now, like we're up to probably like four days a week, maybe, and it's about to be five days a week here soon. So just got a couple days left. We're gonna fill some spots for. So that is really cool. 
Uh, we're getting closer and closer to seven days a week of content. Shout out to John. John's a huge help for all this, obviously. He helps me tremendously getting these videos out. Uh, but like, like, do everything that Zach said and more. We appreciate you for watching. Appreciate you for stopping by. Comment below your thoughts. How did you, What did you think of Gamescom? If you already played Summer 58, what was your thoughts of the game? Are you going to check out Summer 58? What about Zell? Does Zell look dope to you? Are you a Zelda fan that's going to maybe look into this? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Marvel Suns, uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Marvel Suns? Yeah, Marvel <laughs> Suns. Marvel Midnight Suns. What do you think of that reveal? Halo Infinite coming out this year. Horizon coming out next year. Give us your thoughts on that. We'd love to hear from you. I'll be responding to you guys. With that said, until next time, have a good one. See you. Bye.